peace. Peace be multiplied. All right. We've been talking about uh, devil proofing your life, your heart and your spirit. Devil proofing your life, your heart and your spirit. That's what we've done. And if you remember last week, uh, we didn't get to finish. And if you notice, there's a lot of people missing, and they're doing exactly what their pastor says. If you have a cold, stay home. Right? We want to share our love, but not your germs. That's right. That's right. All right, so that's good. Uh, we have Sister uh, Mayland went to her surgery. She's doing good. That's why she's not up here. And uh, Sister Marvina went through hers, and she's doing good. That's why she's not sitting there. Sister Annie goes to surgery t tomorrow, and we're just praying for her. She doesn't want visitors other than her pastor and the first lady, and she want to pray for Sister Annie. She's got an all-day sur all surgery, all day, and so we need the prayers for that. Don't need to ask questions, just pray. All right, so we're talking about devil-proofing your life and your heart and your spirit. And if you recall, we talked about last week is we're trying to be a people that has got everything in divine order. When you have things in divine order, your marriages work, right? Your family's strong, right? And the community's strong, right? And we as Christians are asking our politicians to do something that they're incapable of doing. I don't care what side you're on, right? It, it, no, that is not their job to run our households, right? right? It is God's job to help us, to educate us, to show us how to do those things, right? And so too many people are getting caught up into what's going on around them and, still, and looking for power to solve the problems around them. And the, and the way to solve the problem is what's within you. That's right. Isn't that right? And so uh, this is, I love this here because... Jesus, Jesus is a very simple, very simple teaching. You know, Paul sometimes can confuse you, and you have to get into commentaries and go through all that, but Jesus made it pretty simple. And this is a, one of the most simplest parables that he ever used, but I just love this because we want, we want our households to, uh, to be strong and our communities to be strong and eventually our country to be strong. But it, first of all, has to start with each individual, right? That's right. And so, it's, so what we're going to do today is, the question is, who are you hooked up with? Come on. You need to ask yourself, who are you hooked up with, right? And uh, Jesus talks about how and where we should be hooked up at. All right, here we go. This is coming from John chapter 15. I'm going to start with verse 1 and read through 17. And it starts off by saying, I am the true vine. So he starts off and he's telling us he's the true vine. All of us in the country knows what a vine is. I remember when we were kids, my grandpa had uh, grapevines, right? And they would pick them up and, and, you know, and they'd can them and all that. But, and they would try to tell us to stay out of it. Y'all stay out of that. You know, but we'd sneak in there and get them grapes. You know, and, and, and because, you know, they, but you had to get to the vine to get to the grapes, right? That's right. And then, and so it was, and I'm telling you, nothing tastes better in them days than getting stuff from the vine. Them grapes were good old grapes, right? But uh, here where Jesus is using something that some of us are familiar with. He says, I am the true vine, and I'll do this, and my father is the gardener. And you ought to understand this. Jesus Christ says he's the true vine, right? and his father is the gardener, okay? And then the voice says first, 
okay, that the Father examines every branch in me. That's what the voice says. So Jesus says, I'm the true vine. And then the voice says, that's another part of Scripture interpretation, is that the Father examines everything in him, right? So what that means to us is if we, Jesus is a true vine and we are Christians, we are connected with Christ. Isn't that right? Well, then Jesus is telling us and the Father is going to examine us. That's right. You see, one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things to do is to examine yourself. Right? And so Jesus is going to examine us, right? Because, you know, I, I want him to examine Gwen, all right? I don't want him to examine me. Gwen, for you visitor, that's my wife, all right? Just when he examined me, then he might, I'll find out that I'm the problem. Well. All right? But I want to do the examine when it comes to everybody else, but I don't want him to examine me. Y'all get where I'm coming from? I'm past that now, but you understand what I'm saying. So God is going to examine all of these people who say they are connected with him. Come on. All right, here we go. Again, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Mm -hmm. So he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So that, that's, that's hard. So the, the Bible, the same he's saying is, the, the Scott, Jesus says God is going to what? Cut off every branch that doesn't bear fruit. That's right. Now, I don't want to be cut off from God. When you get cut off from God, that means you're not bearing fruit. Now, don't be upset at me, all right? Not that it bothers me. If you're not being fruitful, maybe cut off. Maybe cut off. All right, here we go. He says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And so every branch that bears fruit, he does what? Prunes. You all know what pruning is. That's cutting off all that dead stuff. So it will grow what? More fruitful. So sometimes as a Christian, things happen in your life. That ain't got nothing to do with the devil. That's right. God is cutting off some stuff, all right, so that you can grow more. Have you ever been really going real good, and then you get to a peak, all right, then something happens to you, and then you're able to get, kick it back in again? Well, sometimes that's what happens in life. Sometimes in life, we're, we're going really good, things is good, and, and then we get to a point where we, we get stagnant and all that. God comes in in some kind of way, and he cuts off all that dead stuff. So that we can be more fruitful. That's right. You see, it's kind of like this here. Let's, let's use this. Say, okay, pastor. It's kind of like in a marriage, you know? Have you ever, the marriage can be really going good, you know, like the honeymoon phase, right? Come on. Come on. Like, the, like the honeymoon phase, everything is going good, and then it can peak out if you're not careful, right? right. And then something has to happen, right, to pr do some cutting off some of that dead issues right. so that you can grow from there. Come on. Does that make sense? Because if you wait too late, you'll get disconnected. All right? So if God is pruning you and working on you, you're in good shape. Yeah? But if he's cut you off, period, and we'll get in here, you're in bad shape. All right? That's even in your life. In your life, we need to ask yourself, if I'm not being fruitful, there's a reason behind me not being fruitful. Right? Because if I am connected with Christ, I have to be fruitful. That's right. Okay. He tells us in verse 3, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. And so he's telling them, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. If you are in the word, he's saying, and the word I've spoken to you, you're already clean. But you can already be clean, but it doesn't stop there. You have to keep being fruitful. Okay? And now here's the key to it with this new society. There's a word there. Stop at that word, please. 
He says, remain. Th that's the thing now that, that, that hurts this new society. People can't remain in anything. They can't remain in marriages, jobs, Come on. diets, Say that. anything. There's nothing, there's no such thing as remaining in anything. That's if right. anything goes wrong, they're ready to quit. Anything that goes wrong, they're ready to, to remain is to stay in a place that one has occupied. Sometimes you can figure out when your life is falling apart. Where were you when it wasn't falling apart? Well, come on. Teach. You see, sometimes when you left, you should have stayed. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you'd have remained where you were at and stayed connected where you were at, then you wouldn't have got cut off. Okay. All right. Am I doing all right? Here we go. Again, back to the word. He says, remain in me, and I also remain in you. And he's telling us to remain in me, Christ, and he'll remain in us. So as long as Christ is remaining in me and I'm remaining in Christ, I can't help but be what? Fruitful. fruitful. That means everything around me is going to be fruitful. Now, when he's talking about fruitful, he's not talking about preaching and singing. He's talking about in every aspect in your life. Right? I use marriage all the time because marriages, you can't stay in a marriage unless you're fruitful. That's right. Period. Once there's no fruit there, because some of y'all look at me pitiful, so y'all know what fruit is? Patience, love, long-suffering, temperedness, gentleness. That's, that's, that's Galatians 5 and 22. That's fruit. That's right. All right? That's right. So we want to be fruitful, Right? So if my life is not fruitful, then I need to ask why it's not fruitful. And usually when it's not fruitful, I've got disconnected. All right? Bible goes on to say that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. I cannot be a good husband unless I remain in the vine. Unless I remain in Christ, I cannot be a good husband. I cannot be a good father unless I remain in Christ. Right. I cannot be a good citizen Unless I remain in Christ. That's right. Period. Right? I can't be a good friend unless I remain in Christ. You see? Does that make sense? And that's women too. I've done husbands, all right? That you can't be fruitful unless you remain in Christ. That's it's right. going to fall apart unless you remain in Christ. Right? Because if you don't remain in Christ, you're going to go into your own understanding. And the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's what the scripture says. That's right. Isn't that right? So when I'm looking for something, I must look through it through the eyes of Christ, not through the eyes of Johnny Fields, right? So I can't look through it through the eyes of Johnny Fields. If, if I'll always look through it through the eyes of Johnny Fields if I'm not connected with Christ. You all have heard me say, my wife got beautiful. Man, she got gorgeous. Guess what happened? When I looked through the eyes of Christ, I got to see who she really was in her spirit. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, and that doesn't matter what age you are, because all you pretty people won't be pretty one of these days, right? So, so <laughs> you see, so, but, so, but if you look, wait a minute now, but if you stay connected to Christ, beauty doesn't leave. That's right. That's right. You see, because beauty's not wrapped up in wrinkles, whether they're there or not, Right. Are y'all with me? Okay, here we go. Bible goes on to say <laughs> that neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I cannot be bear fruit unless I remain in Christ. I cannot do the right thing, the good thing, unless I remain in Christ. If I don't remain in Christ, then I'm going to lean to my own understanding. And come on, men and women in here. And when we lean to our own understanding, we're going to blow it. Amen. 
period. We're going to blow it, right? But if we remain to, in Christ, we're going to do the right things, make the right decision, take care of each other like we should take care of each other, and always do what Christ would have us to do instead of what self would have us to do. Isn't that right? Are you with me? So there are many Christians, and what is sad today, since you all are very quiet today, and I'll just use marriage because it's easy, the, the, the statistics of marriage in churches are about the same as outside the church. Now, there's something wrong with that. That's right. There's something wrong with that. I'm talking about the divorce rate. All right? So something, you know what's happening is we get out of Christ, and, and then we got a problem. If we're in Christ, we can't have a problem. That's right. Do you understand? Because if I'm in Christ, and if Sister Gwen's in Christ, and I'm in Christ, we're equally yoked. The Bible, right? But if we don't grow together, we can't be fruitful. And one's fruitful and another ain't fruitful, you got an issue. That's right. That's right. You're talking about your neighbor, not yourself. So you can say amen about that, right? All right. The voice says it this way. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. And he's saying abide in me, to endure without yielding. That's what abiding means, to endure without yielding. You got to endure, right? I don't care what happens. You got to endure without yielding. You got to abide in Christ. No matter what goes on in your life, you have to abide in Christ. Go ahead with the other three, please. It also means to accept without objection. You see, I can accept without objection. Because no matter what situation comes up, I'm going to be victorious, okay? Because I'm going to be fruitful. Being an overcomer, you all are not winners, right? You're overcomers. As Christians, the Bible says we're what? We're overcomers. So that means that I'm going to have some issues in my life. There's things that are going to happen in my life. But if I abide in Christ and I abide in Christ, I'm going to be an overcomer. That's right. I'm not trying to tell you life's going to be easy. Right? It's hard sometimes being your sister Gwen and I, and you all know that, we'll be married 50 years in August. See, that's, you know, I prayed and I prayed. I'm sorry, Lord. She prayed and she prayed, and she done everything to get me because I was the one on the other side, not her. You see, but Sister Gwen stayed in Christ. When she stayed in Christ, she was fruitful enough to get a non-Christian person to come into her life, and he became hooked up and connected to the same Christ she was hooked up and connected. That's how you stay together for 50 years. That's right. Right. Are you with me? And so what, this, is, this is what we're trying to do in here. We're trying to do what? We're trying to, we're, trying, we're trying to live good family lives in here. If the Bible doesn't help you with your family and, 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 and your community and your country, then what are you reading it for? Well, right? And sometimes when I read this here, I'll get to reading it and I'll have to do this, man. I need to take a nap. Because it's chastising me. But if I want to be fruitful, I'll open it back up. That's right. Amen. All right? Abide also means to continue unchanged. You couldn't, no matter what happens in your life, I'm going to stay in, in church. I'm going to stay in Christ. Period. There's no place in this Bible that says everything's going to be all right. That's right. No matter what goes down, I'm not going to be upset because things go down. You all know it. You hear it all the time But me. Three-time cancer survivor standing up here. I could have quit the first time. Quit, quit the second time. Quit, quit the third time. But as long as I abided in Christ, then that experience became fruitful for me to teach others how to make it through. That's right. Young lady that I visited for an hour and a half this week, and she said to me, she said, all I do is I, got, I know I got a long journey, but because of you, meaning me, because of what you went through and I've listened to your lessons, then I'll know I'll be able to go through. That's being fruitful. 
So you can take a thing that you think is negative, make it positive, and other people, it'll be fruitful because other people will look at how you handle that. That's, That's what right. we mean by being fruitful. That's right. Okay? And finally, it means to remain stable. And you got to remain stable. No matter what goes on, you gotta, you got to rock steady. Right. you got to remain stable. Are you with me? Okay. Are we doing all right? See, that's how you devil-proof your life. Quit looking. This ain't Disney World. This is life. You got to have something to keep you stable that's right. so you don't fall apart, right? That's right. And that's why Jesus said, Y'all, we got to abide in him. He's divine. Who's the branches? Come on. He's divine. Who's the branches? We are. Who's divine? Who's the branches? Are you abiding in him? Well. Do you remain in him? No matter what your situation is, no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what your loss is, no matter what your gain is, right? No matter when, who, when you're upset, when you're not upset, when you're right, when you're wrong, when you've been wronged, do you abide in him? All right. The Bible goes on to say that a branch cannot bear fruit if it is disconnected from the vine. The reason people fall apart is because they get disconnected from Christ. That's how we fall apart. You can go through things. I'm telling you, you can go through things connected. You get disconnect, disconnected from Christ, you will fall apart. That's right. You understand what I'm saying is, let's use it like this. I've had to go life. I don't know if some of you had to do it. I've had to bury my parents. I have no parents. I've had to bury my parents, right? It was a very easy transition for me because they were saved folks, and they was going on into the kingdom of God. You see, I abided in Christ, so I was able to put that stuff together and do what I had to do and not fall apart. But if, because I was connected. Now, there were some other folk in my family Come on. that fell apart because they weren't connected That's right. to Christ. Are y'all with me? Uh, there's many of you in. There's some people in here. Let me tell you some good. Y'all think that me and this, I'm the only person here that's going to deal with cancer? Are you crazy? Some of you all got to deal with these kind of things, right? right? You stay connected to Christ, you, you can just stand right. and look pretty. They miss that. They miss that. <laughs> all right? You, you can make a stand as long as you're connected to Christ. You can be going through some tough issues right now in your life. Look at me. I'm telling you, you can be going through some tough issues right next in your life. You stay connected to Christ. You can make it through. I'm telling you, you can do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because you're going to have to sooner or later deal with something, right? And if you ain't, keep living. You're going to have to deal with something sooner or later in life. If you don't want to fall apart, stay connected to Christ. And you will be fruitful in the midst of a storm. You can be fruitful. You can see the good in it. You can see the blessings in it. That's right. Because some things, it's a blessing. You see, that we think, it's, other people think it's a curse, but us, it's a blessing. Do you understand? Some people think it's a sad thing. For us, it's a glad thing because we can see the blessing in it because we connected to Christ. Right? The strongest I ever been was when I was praying to get through that chemo. You talk about a strong somebody. That was the strongest point of my life because it kept me connected to Christ. Because everybody in church, you all were praying for me, right? Wife loved me. Kids loved me. I had all of that, but couldn't nobody heal me. 
You see, but if you stay connected to Christ, you can smile when everybody else is crying. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, right? You, I'm trying to help you to be a prepared person in a prepared place That's because right. it's, everybody in here is going to go through something sooner or later. That's right. The ones that will be fruitful through, for what they go through are the people that stay connected because Satan wants you to get disconnected because if you get disconnected from Christ, excuse me, he's got you. That's right. You'll fall That's apart. Right. You'll fall apart. You'll be in court. Come on. I figured that would wake some people up in here. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. The passion says it this way. So you must remain in life union with me. So you know what life union is? Let me come down and say, okay, Pastor. Life union. That means you want to put your life in union with what? Have you all know what a marriage is? Now, marriage ain't always husband and wife. Look at the word marriage, all right? Have you ever watched, like, uh, let's do football. A football team, and they've been losing. And then they get a new coach. And the new coach comes in. Oh, let's just do it like this here. We can do it this way, okay? You, you, you had a losing season for 50 years. You ain't been in the Super Bowl. All right, all right, 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 right. Okay, right, right. So, and, and the Bible says, and a child shall lead them. Right, 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 come on here, right. You done had all these grown folks, right, and ain't won nothing. And here comes this kid. Come on. Yeah, it's a kid, right, and this kid comes in, and he becomes a superstar, and you wind up in the Super Bowl. You know what that's called? A beautiful marriage. Does that make sense? They talk, that's what they call it in sports. When, when the coach, well, we got a quarterback. Uh, you talk about Mahomes came in, and he's got all these people. That's a beautiful marriage. And it took them all the way. It'll do the same thing in the spirit life. That's right. Come on. It'll do the same thing in your spirit world. It'll do some of your setting here, you, and your, your union, and the person that you said, because union means, and marriage means, you know, good times, bad times, sad times, all those times. That's, that's right. But if you stay connected together, two can do something that one can't do, right? Amen. And so God is telling us the same thing here. He's saying he wants us to be connected with him so that we can have what? A union life. He wants to be connected in your life. Right. And let me tell you, you're a liar if you say that you don't have a good life if you, don't, if you got Christ in it. All right. Okay. Again, you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. He wants to be in life union with me. When I am in life union with Christ, everything in my life is good. Amen. Everything in my marriage is good. I mean, everything with my church members are good. Amen. Because I'm in union with Christ. That's right. And then when bad times happen, it's okay. Because I'm in union with Christ. You see, the old folks say he'll show when there's no way out, God will come and give you a way out if you stay in union with him. See, when I'm in union with him, I'm strong. How big are you? That's why you stay in union with Christ. For the visitors, we went in a lesson and I told them if they're in Christ and they have the Holy Spirit in them, they're a million times bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. 
You, you got the Holy Spirit in you? It was the Spirit that created the heaven and the earth. If he's big enough to do all that, surely he can help you with your little issues. Right? But you got to stay connected to him. You got to be in a marriage. It's got to be a beautiful relationship. You got to abide in him. You got to stay, you got to remain in the vine. That's right. All right? For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit. Once you get severed from the vine, you can't bear fruit. Since I'm on this marriage kick, once you start doing this, there ain't no fruit. That's right. All hell's going to break loose. Right. You're going to fall apart. That's just how it is. Amen. That's right. The truth hurts anyhow. I'm telling you. Maybe I should start the prosperity messages, huh? Okay. The Bible says it this way. So your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. My life is fruitless unless I live my life joined with Christ. It can't be fruitful. And when it says your life, that's everything. That's marriages, that's finance, that's physical. Listen to me. When you're in Christ, you can do things that you never thought you could do. I am so proud. That's Gerald over there. Raise your hand, Gerald. That's Gerald over there. Gerald. Well, no, no, don't y'all laugh because when I get through saying what he went through, some of you are going to put your head down. He had some problems. He talked with his first lady and his pastor. He, went, he lost 60 pounds. Amen. He even had the nerve to wear a coat last week that I got in my closet. And then told me next time I wear mine, call him up. We'd wear them together. I said, all right. But you understand what I'm saying? Because when you're fruitful and you're in Christ, you want to do the things you want to do to live and to live a healthy life, then you can take the challenges on and be able to do the things you need to do. That's right. That's right. Proud of him and some others in here. Are y'all with me? <clears throat> Again, he I have says, no idea. I, where, am I, where am I at? Verse 5. Okay. Next page. Thank you. Again, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. How much fruit? Much fruit. How much fruit? Much. How much? Much. So if you ain't, not a little fruit, much fruit. If you abide with Christ. That's a promise. That's a promise. All right, here we go. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't get it done. You can't get it done. You can work at it as hard as you want to work at it. You can't get it done apart from Christ. That's right. That's right. It won't work. Some of you all in here have worked 24. Have you ever done everything? I hear parents do this. No, I ain't never done it, but I hear parents that do this. Well, we just gave that child everything. Yeah. And they act like they just don't respect anything we do. Or they don't appreciate anything we do. You should have took away everything and gave him Christ. There you go. Say that. Uh, Say that. Yeah. There's the difference. You should have drug them. Drug them to church. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Because it's going to fall apart if it's not Christ. Period. All right? The Passion says it this way in verse 5. I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. Wow. 
As you live in union with me as your source. My source is where? Christ. My source is where? Christ. All right. Be in union with Christ, then he becomes your source. All right? Fruitfulness will stream from within you. Fruitfulness will do what? Stream from within you. That's how it works. I'm telling y'all, this is a promise. All right. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. You're powerless. This is why some people can't get over anything, can't handle anything. Can't handle sickness, can't handle confrontations. They can't handle anything because they're powerless, because they have no connection with Christ. So, well, I've done everything I can. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? You see? But when you are connected with Christ, you got power. When you disconnect yourself, you don't have power. You want to devil proof yourself? yourself? Stay connected to Christ. If you want to devil proof your life, stay connected to Christ. Because one thing about Satan, he can't stand the power Christian. He can't handle a power Christian. You see, remember that drink Powerade? You see, I drink Powerade. It's called the gospel. It gives me power. You see, the worst thing you ever be is powerless. Falling apart when anything happens to you. Searching around, trying to figure out life. Wasting time. Powerless. Fixing nothing. Come on. I'm getting tired. Go ahead and read. In verse 6 it says, If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Good Lord. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Just get, he just gets rid of them. That's Jesus talking. I don't even want to deal with that because none of y'all that's people are you. Okay, we can go to the next one then. Again, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Here's where I'm at. Ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. That's what you're supposed to do. He said, if you remain in me, ask for whatever you wish. He says, I'll give it to you. That's right. If you remain in me. He ain't talking about no part-time. He's talking about remain in me. Remain in me. You see? You can ask him to give you more time. He'll give it to you. That's right. You can ask him to heal you of cancer. Yeah, he will. He'll do that for you. That's right. That's right. You can ask him to help me go through this dark time. He'll help you go through. He'll be a light. You see? Don't you all know there's been, I'm 73 years old here now. You know there's been some dark tunnels in my life, right? But the light at the tunnel was always shorter for me. Because I was in Christ. Brother Isaac says people that are not in Christ, when they see the light at the end of the tunnel, they make more tunnels. Okay, keep going. Sound just like his daddy, don't he? <laughs> Go ahead. Again, in verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Period. I let him read that because I don't want to be here all day. You want to know if you're in Christ? Start asking for something. See if you get it. If you don't get it, it's that, that means you're not connected to him. Because there's two things God can't do is fail and lie. That's right. This is a promise. That's right. 
I've been in places, oh Lord, just help me to make it through. And it's been a tough time to make it through. And guess what? He helped me make it through. Because this is a promise. That's right. All right? Another promise he says in verse 9, that as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. I love that part. Now remain in my love. That remain there. If somebody really loves you, really loves you, they'll take care of you. That's right. God will take care of you. That's right. Some of you in here are looking for love. It's the old country western song, in too many faces, looking for love in too many of the wrong places. That's Kenny Rogers, wasn't that the one who sung that? Yeah. You need to look for love in Christ. Let me tell you something. I don't have to look for love in Sister Gwen. Right? Because if I have love of Christ within me, I'll see the love she's got in her. That's right. That's right. It's got to start here first. That's right. If you don't have love, you ain't got good eyes to find love. Some folks, and some of you in here have probably been through it. You thought you were in love with somebody in these, and then you hurt them. Come on. You see? And you saw the natural eye look good, real good. Then you look through the spiritual eye, and it was a demon. I want to throw that in here. Truth okay, you get you. You know, I like church people when they get quiet. All that the last few weeks, everybody's been excited, Sister Kim. But boy, today it's, it's, it's like a graveyard up in here. <laughs> I taught a class on Thursday, a Sunday class. Uh, I mean, a Bible study, and tell the people get out of the graveyard, quit digging up dead issues. That's right. That was my Bible study. I'm gonna do it Sunday next Sunday because y'all getting on my nerve today. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're about to finish up. Here we go. Verse 9 again from the Passion says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. I don't have to look for love. God's love nourishes my heart. The only problem I got is giving love. I got it. I don't have to go around looking for it. That's right. That's right. My love is full of God. God nourishes my heart. You see, your people can make you happy and break your heart. That's right. But God, and they can't fix it, but God nourishes your heart. He gives you so much in your heart, you can't understand it sometimes. And you love that union of life that I talked about. I love life. I love, my heart's good because I don't have to look for any. God nourishes my heart. You see? I have a wonderful wife, an incredible wife. Man, that makes it easy for her because I don't have to look for her to feel something she can't feel. Come on. That's right. It's already there. Okay. Then we're told so, some of you people ought to talk about this when you get in your cars. That's right. That's right. How many of you believe in God? Amen. How many of you believe God's in control? Amen. And he wanted you to hear this. That's right. Or you wouldn't be here. All right. In verse 10 it says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. That's right. 
just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Keep going, please. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Joy is a spirit quality. Happiness is done by happenings. Happiness is determined by happenings. Joy is a spirit quality. People can give you happiness. Same people can break your heart. But God gives you joy. And nobody can steal that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you ever had kids that you loved and done everything for them? They broke my heart. Well, that's what happens. That's right. Or somebody you're in love with. They broke my heart. That's what happens. I'm sad today. That's what happens when you try to fill your heart with happiness. I got joy. That's right. That's right. They can take away your happiness. They can't steal your joy. Amen. Amen. Because they didn't give it to you. You'll be walking around. Somebody might, one of your friends, I won't do wives because I don't do a husband or wife. One of your friends might leave and they think you're happy and you just be half full of joy. And they'd be upset because you should be crying because I left you. You just is no, no, I'm not happy. I'm just full of joy. Yeah, you can take everything. Bank account, I still got joy. Amen. The kids, I still got joy. Huh? Your attitude, fine, I still got joy. Because you can't take my joy. Because you didn't give me my joy. And what you took from me that made you happy for a moment ain't gonna be happy long. Because it's gonna run out. Because happiness runs out. Joy doesn't run out. That's right. Verse 12, he says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Well, when you get home, ask your your wife or your husband or uh, your kids, do you love me like Jesus loves me? Let me go over here. Maybe I'll get a better result. <laughs> when you get home, ask, ask your spouse, do you love me or your, whoever you Do you love me like Jesus loves me? All right. Okay. Here's how Jesus Jim, help me. I mean, this, this is tough for me. <laughs> We're going to find out how Jesus loves you. All right, here we go. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his own friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. That's what the Bible says. That's tough. How much do you love me? You don't, how much do you really love me? What would you give up for me? Okay. All right, let's go because we got three more scriptures here. In verse 15, he says, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Mm-hmm. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. What a friend we have in Jesus. Do you know the one time I was ignorant? But now I'm not ignorant. Because I know what Jesus knows. My life is better. That's right. All right. One more Two more scriptures. He says, you did not choose me. Well. But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Every one of you in here. You love God? You believe he chose you? Amen. Why aren't you fruitful? Well. He chose you to be bearing more fruit. 
You see, so there shouldn't be any problems in this church with any families in this church. Shouldn't be any. Because you say you're Christians. And you say you're connected to the vine. And you say you're branched is connected to the vine. Then every household in here ought to be fruitful. That's right. Period. That's right. Everybody's life in here ought to be fruitful. That's right. Everybody's life in here ought to be fruitful. Now, see, here's what you, I didn't say yours was. I said ought to be. Here we go again. Ought to be fruitful. That's right. Amen. Now, some of you can say, I want my life to be fruitful. I want my marriage to be fruitful. Right? I want my family to be fruitful. You've got to get back connected with Christ. That's right. And sometimes some folk ain't connected. They can be close to you. And they're not going to be fruitful. But that's between them and God. All right. Again, go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Here we go again. Look at me. Some people think I'm Eric when I say this. I ask God for stuff. I'm, I ask him for stuff. I got everything I need. I'm asking for stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm serious. I ask him for stuff. I'm taking you out. I say, Lord, I'm taking you out the word. You say, whatever I want, if I ask you, give it to me. I want peace in my home. I want, I want a unit with my wife. I want love with my kids. I want to do everything we can to keep healthy. I got some great friends and great friends and church members in here, but I got some great friends in here. My life is fruitful because he promised me that. You know, in the black church, they sing all them pitiful songs. Come on, black folks. Y'all know they sing them pitiful songs. Don't try to get in here and act like y'all have been in. Oh, woe is me when my family leaves me and I'm all alone. That's a lie. Because you can't be in the body of Christ and be alone. That's right. That's right. That's a lie. Right? Ain't no woe unto me. It's blessings unto me. Amen. We, that's why we don't, I'm so proud of Isaac when he gets singing a song, he makes sure it makes spiritual sense. Amen. We ain't singing a bunch of stuff when I get to the river. Come on. I ain't trying to get to the river Jordan. I'm trying to get to heaven. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all laughing, but people grow up with that. That's right. And then they come in and they hear me and they say, he is so mean. Nothing mean. You see, I got all I need. I don't even have to pray for some things. Ask me why. Because why would I have to pray for everything with a God that loves me and knows my every need? Come on. Come on. You see? So I'm praying for stuff. Because he doesn't met the needs. Okay. And he ends it with this command. Love each other. That's all he's asked us to do is love each other. You don't need Trump or, or what's the Sanders or whoever that. This world ain't going to be fixed until we start loving one another. Period. And it needs to start in the church. You understand what I'm talking about? This is very simple. Just love one another. If we would love, if the America would love each other, there'd be no homeless people, no hungry people, be nothing. We throw enough stuff away in a day to feed every hungry person in the United States of America. Period. But we don't have the love. Love has been replaced with greed. And greed can't love because greed is selfish. Love is selfless. And it wants to help others. And that's what kind of church we want to have over here. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen.
Okay. All right, give God a hand clap.